You're listening to the Ladylike Podcast. Ladylike is the show where funny women tell disgusting stories. I'm your host, Jenna Gephardt. Our live story comes from Britt Ferguson, and Britt talks about kind of an obsessive love that grew in her heart for ER star Alex Kingston, and then uh, following her to New York for opening night of Macbeth. Uh, This week, I sat down with Kristen Lighty. Uh, We're both in Appleton doing the Skyline Comedy Club this weekend. So, uh, and she's a former Chicago comic. Now she's in Green Bay, and she told me some of her more gnarly drinking stories. Here's Kristen Lighty. So the year was probably uh, 2010, I think, and I was a relatively new union organizer. I'd started working for the United Food and Commercial Workers, and we had a conference together in Seattle. It was people from all over the world uh, coming to talk about health and safety in the workplace. And something about union people is uh, they're the biggest drunks in the whole world. <laughs> so. Uh, the night before everyone was supposed to fly out, we decided, like, yes, let's go drink for, like, eight hours. So we were in this uh, bar. We're doing, like, CCR sing-alongs, and it's just, you know. I don't know what that is. Uh, Credence Clearwater Revival. Oh, oh, uh, I, I do know what that is. I was <laughs> say, you were from I didn't Wisconsin. Know the, you I know didn't that. know the, uh, <laughs> the shorthand. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, and like very much bonding, you know, mm-hmm. which none of us would remember. But I remember looking at my watch and thinking, because we had to leave the hotel to get to the airport at 4.20, I want to say, in the morning. Hell yeah. And, I remember, <laughs> and it was bar time, and we somehow like we started drinking somewhere else. And I remember thinking, oh, this is perfect. I'll have an hour to sleep. And then, you know, we'll get up and go to the airport. It'll be perfect. Like, because humans function on one hour of sleep or something stupid like that. So I get back to the hotel, and I'm pretty, like, blacked out at this point. And I don't remember anything. I wake up at 20 after 4 to my coworker banging on my door, screaming, we gotta go. And he hadn't like gone out with us he was kind of a nancy you know like (laughs) kind of the worst friend (laughs) yeah and like had i known like what would come down the road later on with this co-worker like i would have he 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 was not a friend you know Mm -hmm. he was someone that was going to throw you under the bus to Mm -hmm. look good in front of the bosses but um so which is why i was like oh shit you know because i kind of had inklings of his behavior and he didn't come out with us so it was like oh you aren't you aren't one of us like oh shit so I grab my bag I am still very drunk um we get put in this taxi and he just has this look of like a disappointed dad you know like oh god wait what time did the flight leave uh it leaves at six o'clock in the morning okay and you left okay yeah we probably should have left more like four but I was like (laughs) we don't need to be early um Oh, God. So then we get in this cab that just reeks of gas. And, like, I'm very drunk, but I still can't understand anything the cab driver is saying. And the windows won't roll down, and these fumes are coming at me. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to vomit. I'm going to vomit everywhere. I look at my coworker, and he's just looking at me like, nah, bitch, nah. I'm like, oh, God, okay. 
So then we finally get, I like scream at the cab driver. I'm like, can you please put the windows down? Because I thought I was going to barf out it. But once I get the fresh air, I feel better. I'm still kind of drunk. So I'm like, <laughs> it's fine. It's totally cool. <laughs> Everything's going great. Then we get to the airport. We're in line. The security line is really long. Like, and we're kind of like sweating it. Like, oh, <laughs> shit. We're going to miss our flight. Our boss is going to be pissed. And then I feel it in me like I'm going to vomit but if I ran to the bathroom I'd be out of the security line and I would miss my flight so <laughs> I I'm sweating just yeah. <laughs> hearing this oh it was totally that feeling it was like shaky sweaty back of the jaw gets a little wobbly oh, God. and then I could I felt it and my coworker looks at me and I just swallow it down <laughs> like with both hands in fists and like my eyes are crying and he's like Kristen did you just and I was like yes <laughs> yes I did he's, I feel like that impressed him a little bit too like it got him off my back or he was just like he was scared terrified. of you yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like oh my god she's a monster <laughs> So then, you know, so I didn't. I have never had to swallow my own vomit before. Oh. Um, I didn't know what that would be like, but I just knew that that's what the situation called for. Because I wasn't even by a trash can, you know. <laughs> and because I've done that before, like, excuse me, and then <laughs> and just like, oh, pardon me. Have yeah. <laughs> <laughs> walked back over like nothing happened, but that wasn't even available to me, so I just powered through. And then I thought everything was going to be okay. We got on the plane. And I sat down. I was in the okay. middle seat. So I just keep thinking. I was imagining that you were going to throw up in your bag and then have to put your bag through TSA. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, ma'am, what? <laughs> we told you only three ounces of liquid. <laughs> this is clearly more. <laughs> this is very important to me. I need to bring this home. Oh, God. No, those poor TSA people. They just. <laughs> yeah, they, they really. They kind of had a very hands-off approach with me. They're like, just, just go. Get out of here. Yeah. Okay, anyway, so you're on the plane. So we're on the plane. I think I'm okay. I had some Gatorade. I was like, it's going to be great. Uh, I fell asleep. Middle seat. And then, like, maybe a half hour in, I just wake up and sit, like, straight up. Because I am going to vomit. Oh, cool. I, like, I try to sit up and my seatbelt was still on. So I did this, like... Laughing little fish thing, like ah! Finally, my coworker clicked it, and then I just ran to the bathroom, and like it was locked. So I started just like pulling on the door because I thought it was maybe just stuck, but there was someone in there. And he looked at me like at first he's like what, and then he looked at my face, and I was like, you know, hands <laughs> over my mouth, my cheeks full, and he's like, oh my god, and like jumped out of the way. I projectile vomited all over that <laughs> tiny bathroom <laughs> and I could not get it. I got it everywhere but the fucking hole. <laughs> and then the stewardesses were like, are you okay? And I'm fine. <laughs> and I was like using the tissue to clean it because no one should have to deal no. with that. And, you know, I feel like it's your mess. You clean it, you yeah. know. But all I had were these little tissues and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I went, I finally, you know, got done cleaning. It smelled so bad. Ugh. And I got back to my seat. So and my coworker too. was like, did you throw up everywhere? I was like, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I don't know. It's just air sickness. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That smells like vodka. I just have it's a weird. little, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. 
Yeah, I, oh, I'm actually, I'm now a little over, almost at a year and a half of sober, and I have to say, not vomiting all the time is pretty cool. Because, <laughs> like, I, well, I would black out at the drop of a hat, and I would barf, like, every time I drank. Every time. Oh, like, Jesus. Yeah. My friends just got to know me, like, know that I would, if I was disappeared from a party, I was vomiting, and I'd be back in a little while, you know? It's <laughs> like, let major take its course. Yeah. <laughs> like when a dog goes under the house to die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except, you know, like, fun party. Yeah, like, woo! <laughs> but yeah, then the dog comes back to life. <laughs> comes back and fucking rages with his friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah I'm, I'm so happy that I don't do that anymore I really I've never been a barfer so when I Ugh. do it's like like I get when I like get the spins and I'm like this is yeah it's not I can't when the one time that I when it was my friend's 21st birthday and I was 21 but I had a fake ID um that did not look like me at all I don't but know but you were 21 no no I was oh. 20 it was my friend's oh, 21st gotcha. birthday so I was going out with her you know, and um, she was fine. She felt fine in the morning, but I drank so much that I woke up. I woke up like it was like where you that like feeling where you like wait you're like yeah I'm puking. And panic. I, I woke up like I came to. I was already on the corner of my bed. Like I was already up and moving when I came to, and then I just threw up like and filled my hands <laughs> with vomit. <laughs> And then, um, clearly, like, my tiny little hands, you know, <laughs> there was more vomit than would fit in here. This would be a polite amount of yeah. vomit. Yeah, so then I threw it into my trash can, like, in my room. And, um, but it didn't all land in the trash can. And so for, like, the next, like, month, I'd be, like, I'd, like, put on, like, a scarf and be, like, oh, God, that's dry puke. <laughs> <laughs> it sort of sprayed a little. <laughs> uh, I've been there many times. I would always, like at a party and be like, oh, I just went outside and puked and it was fine. And then the next day, look at my jeans. Oh. And like, <laughs> I walked around parties like this. <laughs> just sprayed down. Oh. Just a real classy lady, you know. I, I always wonder, too, if like people noticed, like, Kristen has barf all over her pants. <laughs> Honestly, if it was on the pants, I don't think I would notice. Yeah, they're just distressed. Sure, I would super notice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah, I paid a lot of good money for this at Unico. <laughs> yeah, it's, I want it to look like this. Um, so, yeah, I have many, many tales of too much vomit. But, like, I'd also... Blo- oh, God. Okay, so one of the last times I ever blacked <laughs> out, it was at the farmer's market in Green Bay, Wisconsin. In the daytime? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh man. I, wow, you're pre-gaming the farmer's market? <laughs> Well, it's the Wednesday evening one, so oh, it's probably okay. like 6, 30, okay, okay. 7 o'clock. I thought it was like the kind that starts at 9. <laughs> oh, and I kept, like me and my friend, we were supposed to go to the farmer's market, have a couple drinks, then go eat. And it turned into like, we are drinking at this farmer's market. <laughs> and like, I kept saying, oh, oh, Fresh food. produce really gets yeah. me in the mood as well. I'm like, yeah! <laughs> Get belligerent. Yeah, so I sort of blacked out and then I came to at this restaurant that is near the market and the owner was yelling at me and he's like you just threw up all over my bathroom you gotta clean that up and I was like I would never do that (laughs) and my friend kind of elbowed me she's like you just did (laughs) oh sorry and I just like ran out the door so sorry white dog black cat roadhouse I 
I'm not drinking anymore. Oh. Sorry about <laughs> your bathroom. Oh, but well, that's yeah, that's farmer's market for you. Yeah. <laughs> Which I have a joke that I talk about, like it's one of the reasons I quit drinking because I almost got into a fight at that farmer's market too. <laughs> but like Wait, you should separately be... from the puke thing? Yes. Oh. Um. <laughs> I thought, oh wow, why? Someone tried to cut in line and I hate line cutters. Well, you're, that's true. You're mm-hmm. right. I think you are on the right side of history. It's one of the rudest... I never, I'm too much of a pussy to say anything, but I always, like, give them a fucking look, and I, <laughs> and I sneer at them, and... Yeah. Yeah. You gotta make them feel... I'm and like, they don't notice at all. <laughs> they don't even care. Uh, on my birthday, I was staying at the Ambassador Hotel for my work, and this old man tried to cut in line in front of, like, eight of us that oh, were waiting. Oh, just because he's old as dirt and can't stand up? Rude. <laughs> he was doing that old. But I was like, hey, we're all waiting in line. And he's like, I'm just one person. And then I said, we're all one person too. And I turned to everybody in line. I'm like, he's trying to cut in line. <laughs> and everyone in line went, no. And like, he ran away. And it was Wait, you just awesome. did this recently? Yes. As a sober person? Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. That On is, my birthday. That is ballsy. <laughs> 39 and I still got it. <laughs> So I have one more fun little story about grossness. I had my hip replaced in the winter of 2018. and 39, still got it. 39, still got it, baby. Got a new hip, ready to go. Um, but they, they did this little stitch on the side of my surgical scar called, it was like a drainage thing. And Oof. yeah, it was just like this The human little... body is so horrifying. It is. It's so gross. You wouldn't think it would drain that way, but keep going. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> So, uh, sitting on the couch in my recovery, I was probably like maybe two weeks out from surgery, and I, I like I'm a picker, you know. Oh yeah, and me so too. There was time. this little scab there, and I just pew, flipped it off, and I didn't think anything about it, and I didn't it didn't hurt or anything, and so I'm sitting there watching TV, and I just kind of like put my left hand on my lap. And I was like, well, it's all wet. Why is it so wet? And then I picked my hand up, and it was covered in blood, like gushing. So I was like, that's not good. (laughs) I ran to the, well, it was like, kind of limped to the bathroom. (laughs) And I took off my pants, and it was like, you know when you, like, poke a balloon and water's coming out? It's just like that, but with blood. Oh, Jesus. And I was like, oh, God. Because I was on blood thinners, um, which I, at the time, did. I was also on a lot of pain pills, so it's just like, I'm going to die. (laughs) I had, like, wads of paper towel that I was using to, like, put uh, pressure on it and stop the bleeding, and I went through, like, four of those, and it was still, like, gushing blood. And so I called my mom, who used to be a nurse, but it's like midnight on a Tuesday, and she is on a skiing vacation and kind (laughs) of drunk. She's like... Hey, 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 shut up. Hey, you're on blood thinners? You're going to bleed a lot. It's like a lot. Don't worry about it. Just tighten it with gauze. You'll be fine. I was like, okay. Um, And then there was just like blood all up and down the hallway. And I was so thankful my roommate wasn't there. (laughs) It just looked like the scene from Carrie. But it was okay? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Blood thinners are fucking so crazy. So just literally for, just from the scab? Well, it's or a deep... Oh, okay. uh, So for the, the wound to drain, it's like... Okay. It, there was like... Oh, yeah. Also, it wasn't just a scab. Like a bunch of white gauze came out of it, too. Ooh, I love it, but I hate it. 
It looked actually. It kind of looked like a clump of string. Oh know. God! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it came out of me. Oh, I was just talking. Um, Jesse, who was my last guest on the podcast, or I think so. No, well, two before, but whatever. She had like a cyst removed from her mm. ovaries, and they just go in through the belly button. Oh wow! So now she has this like it's not a scab it's like the surgical tape or something but it's like ready to come off oh yeah and so it was this like little flower and I was like I want to rub that off so bad it's on my body I can't do anything like <laughs> I've been thinking about it for like two weeks kind of obsessed with it yeah she, she was showing it off she was oh, showboating for oh, sure showboating yeah. yeah I want we should call her yeah let's see if it fell off, off. <laughs> it had to by now yeah. I wonder what she did with it <laughs> huh. I wonder where if she would mail it to me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so at our live show, uh, we put out slips of paper for the audience to write down their own disgusting ladylike stories, and these are some of those stories. And I'll I'll will commence. Uh, the one and only time I have ever had anal was on accident. We were fucking doggy style, and it slipped in the wrong door. I pushed him out immediately, all caps. Uh, no, no, I said it wrong. I pushed him out and immediately blacked out. I slumped on the floor and woke up to him shaking me. Oh. Sort of like a, like a little reset button inside. Yeah. (laughs) Jeez. Christ. That'd be a lot. Yeah, that one sounds like... Also, how does it slip in? Yeah. It seems like there's a bit of friction back there. Yeah, I I saw a couple of these that are like, I accidentally had anal. I'm like, what? (laughs) Like Like you did. Did he accidentally? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Glitter. Uh, Should I do? Yeah. I'm a teacher of the babies. (laughs) One morning, a student was being extra sneaky and kept touching something in his pocket. He wouldn't show me, but I was worried it was a knife or something dangerous, so I reached into his open pocket and pulled out something worse, a dead mouse. Oh, <laughs> I love this story because I used to be a Montessori teacher, and there was one guy, or little guy, he was probably like three or four, his name was Koi, and he always had his hands in his pants, like always. Like, like touching? Oh yeah, yeah, like going for it. Ooh. and. I didn't want to shame him, you know, but so we made this fun little game and anytime he would, I would see him doing that, I would say, hand check, and then he he would like put his hands up, like all 10 digits spread and just laugh, so uh, yeah, it was like a fun thing instead of, quit touching your penis! (laughs) Like little kids like don't get... They, you know, it's like, of course you want to touch your penis all the time, We don't we all, but we can't, it's a social contract. Germs, man. Yeah, and it's just weird. Um, <laughs> this kid, this kid that I played, I, I can't remember if I've told this story on this podcast before. I'm gonna tell it again. This kid that I played um, co-ed soccer with when I was like in middle school, um, he's homeschooled, which, <laughs> like obviously. And uh, when you hear this part, <laughs> he would play goal, and he would always so like his his head would be in the game, and he'd be like really focused and stuff. But his hands would be. Like touching his crotch, <laughs> like he, and then the worst. So he'd be like watching, and he'd be like fucking touching himself, and then he would pull his hand up to his face and smell his fingertips. So he'd be like totally focused and like holding his fingertips to his nose and sniffing, uh, sniffing how away. Old? 
Middle school. Oh, my God. Like, way older than <laughs> you should be doing that. Oh, Jesus. It really made a mark on me. Yeah. As it should. That's a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, also, that reminded me of the mouse thing. Reminded me when I was, like, in high school, this guy was, like, the whole, like, history class, he was like, there's something really, like, fuzzy under the desk. Oh, no. He's like, it's really, there's something really nice under here. <laughs> he was, like, patting it the entire class. And then finally we were like, what the fuck is under there? <laughs> he looked under the desk, and it was a massive hairball stuck yeah. to a piece of gum. <laughs> yeah. And he'd just been, like, slowly, like, enjoying it. It's <laughs> an optimist right there. It was Kyle Nawago. That's who did that. Okay, little shout out. <laughs> um, okay. I once had this boyfriend, and when he fingered me, there would be blood. Let's just say that I planned that pun. Movie reference, whatever. The first time, I thought I got my period early. The next time, I thought there was something wrong with me. It turns out he was just bad in bed. The relationship was short-lived. So is she saying that he was bad at sex, so he caused her to bleed? Yeah, that he fingered Jesus her so aggressively. Yeah, a real finger blast. These are scary. I know. Maybe he had a hangnail or something. Maybe men are bad yeah. at sex. And... <laughs> uh, having to fish out a full, bloody, underlined tampon from my work's bathroom during my first week. And here I'd say, she is a good employee because I would have left that shit. (laughs) I, who's flushing tampons? We gotta stop. I've had an accidental, you know, where you just, you think you're going to the bathroom and then poop. Oh yeah, you poop it out. Yeah, and I'm like, god damn it. Well Um, yeah, I wouldn't pull it out, but a lot of people are raised to just, that's like what you do is flush it. Really? Oh my god. I know a few people like that and I'm, one of my close friends and I was like, you can't do that, you're gonna fuck up the plumbing and she's like, no it's not. It's fine. <laughs> I, was like, I, I don't know what to. Her toilet just explodes. Yeah. <laughs> Thousands of. Yeah, tampons. I feel like that was like a sacred rule, like yeah, written right? into us in my home. Like you don't, you don't fucking do that. Oh, absolutely not. Uh, my dad was like, he would be like, you get one piece of toilet paper for number one and two for two. <laughs> like he was so. Oh my god! I remember when I first got my period, I would stay because my my parents were divorced. So I'd stay at my dad's house, and he didn't have a garbage can in the upstairs toilet. Oh, that is such a dude thing. I know. So I would. I don't even think about it. Sneak it over into my room in this bag <laughs> I had in the closet. It was like a paper grocery bag. And I never knew what to do with it, so I ended up just getting full. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Your dad was like, whoa, teenage girls are crazy. Sad for like She's months. hoarding. <laughs> they fucking rot, too. They do. There's no fucking He up. was horrified, and then we, we actually had a very nice heart-to-heart, and he said, you know, if you need things, you can just ask me. <laughs> that I had to do that in, like, public restrooms and stuff where, like, yeah, they just don't think to put, and you're like, oh, great, well, now I have to put this in my backpack, so yeah. thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> like, or, like, just even, like, in the stalls, and you have to bring it out to the... Yeah, it's weird. Like, look at my little mound of shame. Yeah. <laughs> okay, wait, is it my turn? I think yes, so. Okay. Yes, okay. Uh, okay. I was 12 on a cruise ship, and halfway through the week, uh, many midnight buffets deep, oh. my bowels came to a head. Or the head. 
That's that's a boat term yeah. for you. Um, I laid a turd so dense and girthy that I had to use a cup to cut it. Cruise ship bathrooms <laughs> do not come with plungers. They called me the cup cutter. <laughs> you know, I've heard this story before of people having bowel movements so large they have to cut them. Oh, yeah, I've done that. <sighs> I have, Kudos, I guess. I don't know. Thank you. It's truly a sight to behold. <laughs> Actually, when I was in uh, Oak City Comedy Festival in North Carolina, I had an incident where, like, someone had clogged a toilet, but the turd was so huge, I, like, stood there for a couple seconds. Just, like, <laughs> just taking it in. Wow, somebody <laughs> made that. It's very different. I don't want to show people, but sometimes I'm, like... I wish I wasn't scared to send someone a photograph of it. Like, my friend will send me photos of hers, and I'm always like, Jesus, fuck. Like, with the toilet paper, which is, I think, the worst part. Um, <laughs> but every time I take a picture, I'm like, this is wrong. I can't. This is disgusting. Yeah, well, my phone is also my work phone. <laughs> You're like, no, this is about the unions. <laughs> this is a healthy bowel movement yeah. from a healthy union organizer. This is a metaphor. It's <laughs> like, Kristen's Don't insane. Fire it. her. But it has, like, the signature on all your work emails. <laughs> Look what I made. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Once in my college apartment, I was too lazy to take my tampon out responsibly before bed, so I took it out and put it under our IKEA couch while crashing in our living room. I woke up the next morning with my roommate and I talking until she saw the tampon by my feet. <laughs> <laughs> you got found out, baby. I, do people, do, she made it sound like she had to take it out before bed. I always slept with them in. Are you not yeah. supposed to? I think you can. I always did. I mean, like, I feel like bed is the time where you really need one. Yes. Otherwise, it's, it's, you're in a mattress. The, yeah, know? the thing where you. Or your couch. I have, I have a diva cup now, so I never use tampons but when I I would always because I had kind of got a life flow so it's like I didn't want to waste them you know but I mm -hmm. didn't want to leave them into but yeah so I'd sleep with that one and then I would uh when you wake up in the morning I was like okay I have like 30 seconds <laughs> like once I'm vertical like I have to run to the bathroom or it'll like just slop out of me it's happening <laughs> ruin my underwear in the room I had a diva cup and and then I heard Claire's story um from Just Us Gales, Claire, mm -hmm. but like creating suction and like ripping your IUD out. Oh, really? Yeah, which terrified me, and now I'm scared of my diva cup. Oh, is that honestly? I've never been able to really get mine to suction that well, so I don't think it would rip anything out of me. I've had a few moments of like. Ooh. I always had the opposite where I was like, it wouldn't be in right now, leak. Oh. That was kind of my biggest complaint. See, I never had that. I just had, like, the intense suction, and that's what scared me. I wonder if I have... I don't know what's going on with my cervix. It seems to be sort of got a mind of its own. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a uh. wandering cervix. That's what, <laughs> that's what my OB, OBGYN... No, my gynecologist said that one time. But they can, like... She had to clamp it down. Whoa, When really? I was getting my IUD. Yeah, she, cause she, she said oh, that to me. She's like, you have a wandering too. cervix. And I was like, where's he going? <laughs> What's he He's going to San Francisco. Why baby? would I give it? I don't know why I think it, it would be a boy, but. <laughs> um, okay, this is my last one. When I was 10 years old, I accidentally walked in on my parents having sex. They did not notice me, so I just pulled up a chair and watched. I read that one, and I was like, you did not. <laughs> 
We don't know how. No, ten years old. I kind of. I could see it. You're very curious, but you also don't really understand the. You know why it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Or weird. Yeah, or perverted, and <laughs> you're a little creep. <laughs> I do remember once I was uh, in high school, I was skipping school, and my mom's bedroom was downstairs. Was, I would I was literally never. I would really? Oh, no. Oh, I almost didn't graduate because I didn't go. <laughs> uh, did you know you could just not show up? <laughs> no, I did not know that. Well, my mom was a teacher. I kind of oh, really yeah, got away with got it. You. Uh, but I heard my mom, it sounded like she fell, so I ran downstairs into her room, and I was like, Mom, are you okay? And she and her husband were banging. Oh, no. Yes, and I was like, oh, and they were like, oh, and uh, we just never spoke of it, like, which was a plus. I didn't get asked why I wasn't at school. And, well, they should have been at work, too, so it was like. Everyone was playing hooky. Yeah, everyone was playing hooky. <laughs> okay, I got airport food poisoning on my way to meet my parents, brother, and new sister-in-law. On our way from the airport, we had to pull over for me to be sick. I got to meet my sister-in-law while almost puking directly on her and shitting my pants at the same time. <laughs> I really liked this one because I feel like this is something I would have done in my past, too. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure that they're all friends now. You only get one chance at a first impression. You know? And she nailed and it. And she did a great job. <laughs> it's only up yeah. from there, you yeah. know? <laughs> Our live story is from Britt Ferguson. Britt is a cast member at the Lincoln Lodge, and this was recorded in June of 2019. Here's Britt Ferguson. Hi, I'm Britt. Thank you. I'm gonna tell a story. Um, just a little bit of history before I dive in. Uh, a few years ago, I got swine flu. Woo! Right? So rude. <laughs> Pneumonia. Fluid <laughs> in your lungs. That's what it is. It's the flu plus pneumonia. So you have the flu, and then your lungs get full of fluid. So you're dying in a lot of fun ways. So I got put on bed rest. I was a bartender at the time, so I wasn't allowed to work because of the contagion, but also. I couldn't breathe, so I just laid in bed at my grandma's. That's who I lived with. Starting off hot. <laughs> I had a TV on in the middle of the day, and I'm watching this medical drama. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called ER. <laughs> I was watching the first episode of season four. Remember it fondly like it was yesterday. Because a lovely little British woman saunters on screen with wild curly hair and fixes all of the surgeon's problems. That woman was Alex Kingston. Yes. Thank you. She's beautiful and I'm in love with her. <laughs> so I watched uh, all 15 seasons of ER while on bed rest. Which is a lot more impressive than any of you just gave her credit for it right now. <laughs> I did skim through the last couple seasons because Alex wasn't in them. I don't know if you've seen it yet. But I am in love with her. So I watched the whole goddamn show. So this is a precursor, it's not the actual story. It's just to set up the fact that I would die if I met her and I want to tattoo her like body onto mine. 
All right. So I find out that that summer, Alex Kingston is playing Macbeth opposite of Kenneth Branagh in New York. This is fucking insane. None of you care. <laughs> but Alex Kingston's playing Lady M. It's crazy, she was made for the role. It's about power dynamics and the intersection of masculinity and femininity. She literally, like no one else, could have been groomed better. She grew up in the Royal Shakespeare Theater. Kenneth Branagh is arguably like the most famous Shakespearean actor of our like modern time. <laughs> and also Gilderoy Lockhart, Harry Potter callback. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just gonna be fucking incredible, right? Like I had to see it. There was no way I wasn't seeing it. So I went online, I got the cheapest ticket I could on whatever day that ticket was available. I booked a round trip flight to New York, in, seeing the show, out. Literally had nowhere to stay. I'm not a spontaneous person. Like I'm a, a meticulous planner. So this was like me, like really doing something with my life, <laughs> right? Like I took the leap. I went to New York to find my wife. <laughs> I was gonna meet her at the stage door with some flowers. Oh I was gonna be charming as hell. I came here from Chicago. Do you even know where that is? <laughs> she does, cause ER was set here. <laughs> Whatever, it would have been cute as fuck. Like a button, right? Oh my god. She would have fallen in love with me. So I go to New York, it's July, so it's a hundred fucking degrees outside. Like cool, I'm gonna meet Alex Kingston, sweating like a pig. Just a disgusting like slop, right? Coupled with the fact that I sprinted from the lower west side to the Upper East Side after eating a whole pizza because I thought New York was a lot smaller. Because <laughs> on the map, this see maps should be more accurate. Because on the map, Manhattan's like a, a blip. I thought I could walk there in 15 minutes. I get to the Upper East Side, I'm wearing like my best Chicago theater clothes, which is like kind of casual, right? <laughs> Because Chicago. So for me, the height of my fashion was uh, white shorts. I saw your face just now. No one else did. Her face was like this. <laughs> white shorts with little flowers on them, right? I like flowers. And a backless shirt, long sleeved, but no back. <laughs> Pinnacle of fashion up here. And those were like my nice clothes. Like I packed those for this show thinking like, I'm gonna show up. <laughs> I did not know anything about the Upper East Side. Uh, turns out they don't dress casually at all anywhere in that part of Manhattan. Gossip Girl was a documentary. <laughs> But it didn't matter, because I was at the theater and there was a 40-foot poster of Alex Kingston. It said, armor thyself. I was losing my shit, right? Everyone's dressed so fancy. Why were they dressed fancy? I don't know, because it was opening night. <laughs> and the show was gonna be followed by a gala. <laughs> so I was wearing shorts and an open back shirt. 
and people there, like fucking Princess of Roanoke, I don't know where the fuck she's from, wearing like a dress that costs more than my college education. <laughs> like I'm gonna play it cool still? Cause I have to keep my energy at a certain level for when I meet Alex, right? So I go inside, I go to the ticket booth, I pull out my credit card, and I slide it across the table there, and I'm like, how much to upgrade to a gala ticket? <laughs> And he looked at my face, and he said $8,000. I took my little credit card right off. Because I can't even get, that's not even, my, they don't give me that limit. So, no one even trusts me with a fake $8,000. Oh my god, it took my regular $70 ticket. I went into the play. It's like a railroad stage, so it's really long, and the, the seats are risers on either side. And I managed to get a seat like at eye level with the actors. The floor is mud, like it's so fucking Scottish, I can't even handle it. Eye level. So the play starts, if you don't know anything about Macbeth, it's basically a play about like the folly and, and trauma of political ambition. Like Macbeth meets some like dope ass witches. <laughs> and they're like, you're gonna be king. And he's like, I have no reason not to trust you. <laughs> I'm gonna be king. <laughs> but he's also kind of a little bitch. <laughs> and his wife, Lady Macbeth, is like, you could do this faster by killing the current king and just usurping that seat right there. Macbeth doesn't want to do it. So I'm at eye level with Alex Kingston, with Lady Macbeth. She comes out, she draws a little circle around herself in the mud, and she gives her unsex me here speech, right? Where she like curses God for making her a woman. And she's gripping her uterus, she's looking me in the fucking eyes, and she's mad that she can't be a more ruthless person because of her womanhood. And I swear to God, it made me a woman. <laughs> like the seat was wet. <laughs> I still can't handle it. It's still like the most sexually charged moment of my entire life. She's looking right at me, so I knew. I was like, oh, I've got it in. <laughs> and Alex, remember me? <laughs> when I meet her, right? I was in the stands. Uh, the gala did not let me in, in my shorts, if you can believe it. <laughs> so there's a big black curtain separating like the, the entrance to the theater and the gala that was happening, and a woman with a clipboard. And she was not having it at all. I could not charm her at all. So eventually someone was like, you, you can't go in there, so you, you kind of have to leave. And I was on my way out, and in walks the woman who I was like, I know this woman. Like, I swear to God, I've seen this woman before. Maybe we went to high school together. And I'm just kind of staring at her, like, really uncomfortably staring at her. Like, I know you. It was Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> if you go on Bing and Google Kate Beckinsale Macbeth opening night, there's a picture of me behind her. <laughs> Cute. I had bangs then. Uh, so they still made me leave. 
Um, but I like I was not going uh, without meeting Alex. Not a chance in hell, right? Like I flew to New York. I had nowhere to stay. I was like living my life for the first time. I was not leaving. Like I'm going to stay to the end of the party. I'm going to find her. Then <laughs> logically in my head, this still she's going to fall in love with me. So I'm hanging out with the security guard, Marco. <laughs> He's letting partygoers like in and out as they smoke cigarettes. I'm trying to be like, hey, to try to get in, but they all see my shorts. <laughs> I know, I don't belong with them. So finally it gets to like one o'clock in the morning and Marco is just like, like his shift is ending soon. And he's just like, listen, you gotta follow your dreams. <laughs> Marco, you're right. And he opens the door. And I walked in the theater, and the clipboard lady was gone. So I went right through that curtain, yeah. right? Like, I'm not pausing. It's confidence. Like, how do I blend in right away? Because I am wearing shorts. I know. I'm going to get some food. I'm going to get some shrimp cocktail. It's like, oh, does she belong here? Of course, she's got shrimp cocktail on her plate. <laughs> so I'm nervous as fuck. I'm just like chowing down on shrimp cocktails, a full plate, I've got the cocktail sauce, standing by the buffet table, looking for Alex Kingston. I've been in there maybe 10 minutes, I don't know how much shrimp I've eaten at this point. And I see her hair, like above other people. And I've, like, I've spotted her, right? And it's like, the heavens like came down and like opened up. There's like Moses was fucking, I was Moses for God's sake. And I parted with my heart, like the sea of people. And there was like a straight shot. It was a beeline to Alex. And I was gonna walk over there and propose probably. <laughs> and I got so nervous. Instead, I turned around and projectile vomited shrimp cocktail on the buffet. <laughs> who was inside, he got me for that. So he said, you're out of here. He took me outside. Marco was like, did you do it? And I was like, no. I did something. So I mean, I really hope, um, one, that this has been a lesson to all of you. But two, like, I really hope that on holidays, Alex Kingston's daughter is just like, Mom, tell the Macbeth story. <laughs> and Alex is just like, yeah, a young woman who was dressed very inappropriately for my gala <laughs> threw up shrimp cocktail all over everyone in the night. I guess on the other hand, uh, Marco took me to get frozen hot chocolate. Yeah. It's kind of sweet, but also it's because I told him I had shrimp vomit mouth. <laughs> and uh, he let me crash on his couch before we had the You've been listening to the Ladylike Podcast. I've been here with Kristen Lighty. Um, you can follow me at Kristen Lighty on Twitter, where I talk about my cat a lot. Uh, my dates are all up on kristenlady.com, and I'm coming to Colorado in August. 
I'm Jenna Gephardt, and this podcast has been produced by me. If you'd like to check out our live show, it happens every third Monday of the month at Cafe Mustache in Logan Square. Our live show is produced by Carly Ballerini, Allison Dunn, Sarah Sherman, and myself. The theme song is performed by Natalie Grace Alford. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Ladylike Chicago, and to subscribe and rate this podcast, and we'll see you next week.